It is Monday on Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand, Patrick Royce, Star Tribune columnist. With me, as usual, a interesting Week 18 in the NFL. Still getting used to say Week 18, um, by by the way. The weird 17-game schedule now. I'm still not used to that. But um, Vikings win, Patrick, um, a game that the Bears couldn't wait to lose. And as it turns <laughs> out, the Bears get the number one overall pick in the draft when Houston improbably comes back and beats the Colts. The Packers lose on Sunday night football to the Lions. The Lions had no chance to make the playoffs after Seattle had already won, but the Lions put forth quite an effort, knock Green Bay out of the playoffs. We know who everybody's playing. The Vikings playing the Giants in the playoffs, as as we probably expected going into the day. That was the most but overwhelmingly the most likely outcome. Patrick, how did you see what what did you think of how um how Sunday played out from a lot of different standpoints, especially the uh, the NFC North? Uh I uh I tweeted in full seriousness. Now sometimes I don't do it in full seriousness on Twitter, um, but uh yes. For the kickoff, I said uh, this is going to be a bad loss for the Packers. Uh, you knew the Lions were going to show up because they always did for this guy this year. They uh, they were amazing. They were one and six, and they kept playing like they had like one real donkey game, right? That they laid down the Carolina game, yeah. And you thought, okay, that's it. They're sick of listening to this BS, and they're going to go three and fourteen. But they came fighting back. By the end of the year, they were the best team in the division. And uh, they probably are the uh, odds-on favorite to win the division next year after the Vikings have to get rid of some guys and, uh, you know, to meet their payroll and uh, won't be nearly as fortunate as they were this year. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. They, uh, you know, the Packers did what they've done all year. They moved the ball uh, down to the 20-yard line and kicked field goals. And, uh they couldn't finish, and uh, they that started for them last year, by the way, when they were uh, playing the uh, NFC title game at home. They couldn't finish, and uh, they, uh, you know, they're just, uh, they're not very good. I didn't think they were very good when the year started. I was not that impressed when the Vikings kicked the hell out of them in the opening day, although it was a nice win for the probably the best defensive game these months played on defense, but uh, but yeah, I'm not. I wasn't surprised at all that the Packers got beat. I mean, everybody thought there's some magic about Lambeau. That Lambeau magic had disappeared about the three years ago when they started losing NFC title games at home. They've been eliminated at in Lambeau now. What three years in a row? Right, three years yeah. in a row. At least, and those, so. their old uh, their old quarterback, the old quarterback before him too by the end of his career, probably would have liked to have been playing inside, not outside. He does not look like he likes it in the elements in January. Nah, he's not what he used to be, that's for sure. Although he also, I mean, the, the Watson kid from North Dakota State turned out to be a pretty good receiver for him. But, uh, you know, they took away the guy he called the best player he ever played with, Demonte Adams. And uh, that that really hurt him. I mean, he's... He came back. For, I said all along, he came back for the money. He came back this time for the money. But in 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 total, this season is a semi-disaster for the Packers because they tied their wagon to Rodgers. 
thinking, okay, maybe we can squeeze one more halfway run out of this. They found out nothing about Jordan Love again, another year wasted. He's now going into his fourth season without ever having played. Right. You got to make your decision on whether to sign him or not. Right. And he's, he, he can't wait to get the hell out of there. So it was a disastrous season for the Packers and they got what they deserved. I mean, Detroit was on the attack going for it on fourth and two in the middle of the field. And uh, this guy is, you know what? You think maybe their whole success is emotional over there with Detroit that they had this year, but they're pretty well coached. They make some nice little plays on fourth and two. They, they have some nice plays. I mean, that, the way they hit him with that last one, that little quick pass to uh, boom, right by the right. Packers are sitting around, turning around, looking at each other, saying, what should we do here? They've already completed the pass and got the first down. And they're pretty well coached. He's got himself some good assistance. And uh, uh, these are not the Lions that we expect. We usually expect the Lions to figure out a way to screw up. So anyway, uh, I was very impressed with the Lions and unimpressed with the Packers. And uh, I said all along, I would rather have Green Bay coming here next weekend than the Giants. The Giants are better. They're meaner. They're nastier. They're going to come after the quarterback. And that's going to be a hard-nosed game. That'll be a tough game. The uh, What are the Vikings open at? About three, probably. Huh? I haven't even seen the odds, points. But they aren't going to be more than a three- or four-point favorite, right? I wouldn't think so, because the Giants are – they're good. Um, I don't think yeah. they're – I thought that was – you know, if you looked at preferable matchups, I don't know if there's, like, one that was perfect. I mean, the perfect scenario probably would have been Seattle if you could have finessed yes. that and you were really only – one outcome away from that if San Francisco would have somehow lost yesterday that still would have, that would have gotten you there um couple things to note off of this you know one um you saw the Vikings play the Packers last week which with a much different outcome how do you explain <clears throat> the difference between falling behind 41 to 3 and then the effort that the Lions give when they really don't have anything to play for other than you know trying to have a winning season, trying to finish off their year. Well, as soon as Seattle won that game, Detroit's eliminated from playoff contention. How do you that still bothers me? That that still bothers me quite a bit about this team that they've had, you know, three games this year where they've fallen behind by more than 33 points. And that the one of them was in a game where they still had a, a realistic or theoretical chance at the number one seed could have held on to the number two seed really could have eliminated green Bay a week ago. How, how do you explain the difference in that? Other than maybe you might say Detroit's just better than the Vikings. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's love. I think we give these t- I think the Vikings give their players too much love with this guy. It's too much. Oh boy. Isn't this great? You're all great. Cheering all that. Yeah. I think the guy in that, uh, Detroit will chew your rear end if things aren't going right and you're not giving him the best effort and maybe long term the love is going to play pay off more than the uh, hard nose but I I think that uh, you know Campbell did not allow his team to fail to show up O'Connell did that uh, several times allowed his team to not show up and nothing more uh, nor more grievous example of that 
than was the Green Bay game because you didn't show up against the Packers and you got your arses kicked. But, I mean, the Cowboys. But the Cowboys, even though the way they're playing now is pretty pathetic, the Cowboys then were really good. The Packers weren't good all season. And, uh, you know, you that was just a no-show. And that's on the coach. That's not, that's not having his team ready. So, yeah. I I think Kevin Oak, the idea that he should be a candidate for coach of the year is nonsense. I don't think they, you know, they, they certainly, uh, you know, surprised us all by going 12 and five and they certainly are 12, 13 and four, but uh, you know, there were too many no shows and too much, uh, too much good fortune involved in that 13 and four for him to be a coach of the year candidate, in my opinion. Take a playcation to mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. I'll get back to this year soon, but I think next year is going to be fascinating. I think you're right with the, the situation they're in with salary cap, with decisions they have to make. They're, they're going to be an interesting spot because when you go 13 and four, there's an expectation of, you know, there's probably a fan expectation at least, or an external expectation of trying to keep things together to a certain degree. But I think if they're smart, they're going to have to make some harder decisions than that. You, you don't want to just keep kicking these salary cap problems down the line and, and expecting to win what they go 11 and 0 in one score games this year. You're yes. not going to, you're not going to do that again next year, but for, for this year, what I think they, I'm thinking they can certainly beat the giants in, in the, in this first round game. I think they should and, and will beyond that. I mean, it's kind of felt since, you know, since they started having these no shows that one playoff win was maybe the, the ceiling unless something broke really, you know, broke really well in their favor. Let's say Seattle somehow upset San Francisco, which I don't see happening, but you know, it, they, they need a lot of breaks, even in the playoffs, just for me to imagine them winning more than one game. Yes. Except the one thing is, uh, I, I mean, I always go back to uh, the, you know, the, you know, maybe, Je- maybe Justin Jeff, maybe you go out to San Francisco in two weeks and Justin Jefferson turns into Anthony Carter sure. and you end up booing instead of booing Joe Montana off the field, they boo Brock Purdy off the field out right. there, which would be a little bit of a difference. You still, the, the one thing about playing San Francisco is Brock Purdy is the quarterback yeah. and th- this idea that Oh man, you know, he's been a phenomenon in a sense that he hasn't screwed anything up, but their uh, defense is really good. And I think the Vikings play better with no expectation, right? When yeah. they, I mean, they go to Buffalo <laughs> and they're going to get beat. And uh, right. we, we, we know when they're going to get beat. Uh, so they, they show up and play with uh, quite a bit of determination on those days. And then other times they, 
they you know they get down and get buried and uh it, it, it is a phenomenon that you're 13 and four and the other team scored more points than you did which i was rooting for by the way so we could keep i was very nervous that uh i'm glad they kicked that last field goal instead of going for it because had they gone and gotten a touchdown they would have then outscored the opposition and we couldn't make constant references to the fact yes. that they made the playoffs by being outscored but i don't know i They've they've been a puzzle to me. They still have Jefferson. Yes, they still that's, have. That's the thing they do well. Jefferson is the thing they do well. <laughs> yeah, and here's the problem though. Right now though, they're the weakest they've been all season because they don't have O'Neill. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're, this is the this is the worst they've been all season. In my, they're not. They got they're more banged up than they've been, and O'Neill is one of their five most valuable players, and he's done. And you got. Udo Odo or whatever his name Oli is. Udo, who, yeah. Who is a terrible guard is now going to be your right tackle against a good, fearsome, mean, nasty Giants team. I, I would. Uh, I don't know what the number is, but I, I would give the Giants a fifty percent chance to come in here and beat them. I don't think they're that good. I just, you know, defensively they, they're as mediocre as you can get. You know, now maybe Jefferson comes out and lights them up and they, they have a good game plan. And, uh, you know, but it's going to be up to the offense to win that game, I think. You're right. It's uh, minus three to open. Vikings minus three uh-huh. against the Giants, which is, you know, that's basically home field, right? Don't you <clears throat> generally yep, have given a, yep. you've generally been given a field goal <clears throat> advantage for playing at home. They you know, did just, people, they, thought I was, people thought I was crazy when I tweeted this out last week, but. Daniel Jones is as good as Aaron Rodgers at the Ooh, current wow. at the current Aaron Rodgers. He's as good as the current Aaron Rodgers and better athlete who can run a little bit if you uh, put the big pressure. He's not that bad. No, he's, he's not know, that people, bad. He's not that bad. He's okay. He's okay. They're they're okay. The Giants are okay. So that's not going to be easy. That's for sure. No, Do we know I, when we're kicking off. By the way, have they released yes, the yet? Three thirty Sunday. 3.30 Sunday, okay. Oh, yeah, for the New York market. That's right. I thought they might get a Saturday game. As far as appeal of the game, it's not that great, but the fact that it's the New York market uh, gets us in uh, prime time on almost yeah. prime time on Sunday. Huh? So, yeah, so it's not bad. It's a, right. de- it's a decent start time for everyone involved, deadline-wise, otherwise. But Good for downtown Minneapolis <laughs> if they win. Oof, they'll have a yes. people. Well, I have them roaming the uh, streets downtown drinking. That's what we need. We need more drinking downtown. Come on, let's yes. go here. And especially since Monday's a holiday for a lot of us, too, with uh, Martin Luther King Day. So that uh, that could be a could roll right into a long, uh, a long Sunday if they uh, win or lose, probably, let's be honest, um, either celebration or drowning of sorrows. But I think you made a good point, Patrick, and it's something that we've talked about plenty this year. Just the the thin depth of this team and how what was probably going to get them in trouble at some point was if they got if they found themselves their way into some injuries. <clears throat> and, you know, right now, aside from O'Neill, they are in relatively good shape. I mean, we saw Harrison Smith miss Sunday's game, but I'm sure he'll be I'm sure he's gonna be fine for the playoffs. Darius Smith didn't play, I'm sure he's fine. Um, we'll see if Bradbury is back or not that's a big question because i don't think they're in great shape at center if he's not i mean the offensive line is a big question regardless and andrew kramer made a good point you know talking about how good the the 
pat the pass rushes for the Giants and how that's going to be a problem, uh, especially without O'Neal. Um, but if they were going to get into, into trouble, it was going to be this kind of their depth being tested. And I don't know if they've. I mean that they just haven't flat out played as well in the second half of this year, not even close, because a lot of times it's it's been the it's been some of the the injuries and this inconsistency of of efforts. So I just I have no idea what we're going to see from this team on Sunday. When Duke Shelley is your best defensive back, you're maybe in trouble. But uh, the other thing is, this is this lack of depth is uh, kind of a, a, a reflection on a lousy draft, right? Yes. I mean, this is when you, <clears throat> this is you know, you get to this point in the year, this is when your first year guys got to be able to play some, right? Because they, you know, you start getting people hurt and uh, and things like that, and uh, you know. I got news for them. They're going to need a good draft this time because they're going to lose uh, the, the thin depth they have. They're going to lose, I mean, the thinness of the roster they have now. They're going to lose more guys. So uh, Yes, although we should point out that two of those guys, their top two picks were part of the injury problems with Scene and Booth both getting hurt, although I don't know if either yeah. one of them was really on track to help much before they got hurt. So it's, Yes, yeah, yeah. But they, yeah, I guess the fact that what I'm saying is not many players have emerged to help yes. the depth situation. So, Correct. Yeah, it Correct. is. We've never had a team like this in the history of the Vikings. A 13 and 14 shouldn't have this many questions, right? No, no should be 13 shouldn't. and 4 and say, oh, my God, what are we going to do here, there, and everywhere? And how can we give up? They, at least they didn't give up 400 yards this time against those Poor miserable bears. Nathan I guess Peterman, Nathan Peterman was too good. They had to go to Tim Boyle, who was even worse. Right? Yeah, how was, about that? Uh, how about that interception he threw to Patrick Peterson? It looked like it was a fair catch. It was. <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable. Uh, that's, uh, what did they? Did they end up with ten straight to end the season? Was it ten? Yes, it ten August, straight. To, uh, ten straight to end the season, which means they were, you know, decent at yeah. some. They started out like three and four. They were looking like they at least had something going, and then. I forgot nope. that they were one and thirteen in nineteen sixty nine. I, I forgot uh, that was uh, that they were a little. Uh, they had some building to do there, but I think uh, you know, obviously, because they played more games than they ever played. But uh, this is the uh, most like what three and fourteen, right? Three yes. and fourteen. Wow. And I would imagine, even if we don't know with full certainty what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, what's going to happen with the Vikings. I think we can say with a certain amount of certainty that the, <laughs> the Bears are going to be the fourth best team in the division next yes, year. Yes. Uh, Lions, Vikings, Packers under 500, and the Bears uh, 4 and 13. Uh, so yeah. they're still got a ways to go. Although our guy LaBelle, Mr. Bear, thinks Justin Fields is going to be really good. I'm not so sure. I'm I don't not think, so sure either. I don't <laughs> think he's an accurate passer. But yeah, it's uh, it's really, it's I don't know. What do you? What's your level of? I mean, what's what level sense of excitement do you uh, do you f- see from Viking fans going to the playoffs right now? I mean, there's interest. Yeah. There's high yeah. level of interest. I'm not doubting that, but the. Uh, there's nobody optimistic that boy, this is the year we're going to go no. to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1977, right? No. Well, I mean, think about it. Like 2009, even like the last two times they went to the NFC title yeah. game, 
2017, I don't think they had a great team, but they had a great year and they were playing very yeah. well. You know, they had, yes. you know, by certain advanced measures, they were quite good. It was just the, there was surprise because Case Keenum had played so well and you thought it could end at any moment. Yeah. There were, there was legitimate, hey, this could be the year, the, the team of destiny, especially, of course, after the, the Minneapolis Miracle, the Super Bowl. And you're here. playing the Super Bowl at home. And right. Something mystical's going on here. But 2000, 2009, think about that. They were 12 and four that year. They're 13 and four this year. Felt much more like they had a chance that year. Now, part of that, <clears throat> part of those last two years was that they were the two seed. And then in that case, the two seed got you a bye. Having to win three playoff games, I think, yeah. changes some of the conversation too. But I think it's just a different team. I think people, you see the record, but anybody who's watched all these games can just see it with their own eyes. This is not nearly as good of a team as they had in 2017 and 2009. It doesn't mean they couldn't still somehow you know, play their best right now and go on a run and get to the NFC title game, get to the Super Bowl, but I don't think the expectations are nearly the same as they were those years. No, I, uh, I, I, I don't either. Now, there's a new – there's always a kind of a new fan, optimistic fan base, and, uh, you know, this is sort of the uh, – I, I think those, you know, the hardcores, the young hardcores are, you know, naive enough to to see all the possibilities here. And, uh, you know, it, it, the, it, the good fortune is going to have that carried them for so long is probably not going to keep showing up, but we'll find out here. But yeah. it's, a, <clears throat> it's a very, uh, it's certainly a compelling drama. Yes. Uh, uh, this time is like that, you know, oftentimes when they've had their really good teams that first round, you know, for instance, the team that lost the team in 99, uh, 98 team that lost to Atlanta. I right. mean, we had no doubts about the first round game there that time, not right. you know, second <laughs> round game they had a buy, obviously, but there's, you know, there's, there's great doubts about this one. That's for sure. Yeah, there is. And it's just, uh, you know, I think what took it out of people was that Packers loss last week. I think uh-huh. people were willing to forgive the Dallas <laughs> Mulligan to a certain degree, and they were willing to say, hey, I know they fell behind to the Colts, but they came back and won. But when they did it, <clears throat> they did it for a third time <clears throat> in seven weeks to fall behind that much to a team. People were like, guys, ah, is this really uh, is this really the team? But we will we will see. Patrick, what do you think about? Buffalo returning the opening kickoff 96 yards in the emotional <clears throat> first game back after DeMar Hamlin uh, suffered the cardiac arrest uh, just uh, six days before that. I'm not a big believer that there's uh, some uh, thing up there in the atmosphere uh, overseeing all things. Yes. But uh, fate does show up in sports once in a while. There's a mystical thing about it on occasion uh the one that uh you know that uh i i always refer to is when ben crenshaw won the 95 masters he'd gone about eight one one before but he'd gone about eight years and he couldn't break an egg he was terrible the only reason he was back at augusta was because he'd won there his man, Harvey Penick, dies. He gets all emotional. He's crying about Harvey. He flies back on Wednesday, says the eulogy, comes back, wins the Masters for no reason in God's green earth, doesn't play worth a damn for the next 10 years. That was fate. That was something going on. And, of course, I, the other one there was Sergio. 
who was playing right. terrible. Seve dies. His man Seve dies. He wins. So there's some mysticism in sports. And returning that kickoff yesterday back in Buffalo after you found out that uh, this uh, your, your teammate is going to, in all likelihood, survive. He's actually watching the game right. from his hospital bed in Cincinnati. And you bring the kickoff back 96. That can't happen. There had only been four kickoff returns for touchdowns in the NFL all season. They've eliminated right? them. Jeez. They've eliminated them. Wow. Then the, the guy had two yesterday, but I think they said that there'd only been wow. four all season. So uh, maybe, maybe maybe it was four in the you know, some, I don't there, know. There it has become an extreme yes. rarity. We even yes. had one here with this guy. This kid's pretty good. But, uh, you know, and to have that happen <clears> in <throat> Buffalo, uh, you know, when it's 15 degrees and uh, they're all right. there, they're all fired up to win the game. And uh, they're all, you know, happy that it looks like they're, their guy's going to survive and uh, have him bring it back. It's incomprehensible that that can happen, but it does. That's sports, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's the, 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 one of the great things about it is, as you know what I say, Mike, you always know what's going to happen unless it doesn't. Yes. It's what makes sports great still too. It's, you know, it's not yes. just the emotion of it. It's the, it's the unpredictability. You just don't, you don't know so much of life now is, scripted or predicted or <clears throat> we think we know what's going to happen because we have all of this advanced information we have all of this data that tells us what probably will happen and then we can expect what's going to happen but sometimes in sports you just go off script or you you still don't know exactly what's going to happen from moment to moment the ball especially in football is going to bounce weird something's going to happen and it's going to totally change what you think was about to happen and that's why we still continue to watch right oh yeah it's uh yeah the, the mystery of it is uh, fantastic but this is this is beyond the I mean we expected the Buffalo to win that game right correct we didn't expect the guy to bring a kickback ninety six yards on the first play first of all they got to win the toss <laughs> they got to win the toss for it to happen right right don't they it's uh yeah it's unbelievable it was uh it was amazing and. Uh, the, the thing about, you know, we're all just happy as can be about the guy's recovery, but uh, I hope this uh, does not change the narrative about the danger of the sport of football, because it's, uh, you know, it, this, this is not some ailment that this kid had that, uh, you know, that some people are trying to put the narrative up there that, well, you know, a blow to the chest like that is is what caused him to have the cardiac arrest on the football field and that comes from football right so yeah although it's extremely it's a very rare occurrence but it doesn't happen it doesn't happen in other situations where you can't get a blow in the chest that heavy right i mean it's just that's just what it is and we got you know we got you know we got thousands of examples walking around with limps and bad disease and dying 62 years old instead of 82 years old and uh, it's a dangerous ugly game that we love so patrick why why did shifting gears a little bit why did the fcs play its championship why do they why do they play their championship game going to get head-to-head with the nfl south dakota state beat uh, south dakota state 45 21 
Was that the first time in 10 trips to that game that North Dakota State has lost yeah. and in a big way? But <clears throat> but the uh, uh, TV told them to, I suppose. Yes, but ESPN told them to. I don't know why, but uh, ESPN probably said, hey, we, we all we care about is the uh, <clears throat> it's a chance. If somebody's watching, it's a chance to plug the fact you got the national championship game on Monday night. And, uh, you know, it had to be ESPN. Uh, yes, uh, South Dakota State, really good, and they, they hammered them. But if you watched North Dakota State two weeks ago, you knew this was happening. They have a quarterback who can't pass because right. other quarterbacks <laughs> got beat. And uh, North South Dakota State, much well, had a great quarterback, much better rounded team. And, uh, you know, North Dakota State was uh, – and plus South Dakota State's got this offensive line that could play in the Big Ten. So uh, – yeah, that was that was kind of predictable and uh, good for South Dakota State. Brookings, when you know when both those two teams broke up the North Central Conference and went to Division One to FCS, we all thought they were nuts. And the ones we really thought were nuts was Brookings. Brookings has got fifteen thousand people when right. they're not on campus. It's a little town, and I went down there uh, before they played the Gophers a few years ago, and. The facilities they have built there, thanks to Sanford and his <laughs> other his buddies, but uh, are unbelievable. And the coach, uh, what's what, what's his name? Stiglmeyer. What, what's his name again? I, I I sat in his office for an hour, yeah. looking out over the stadium. This new office. He was mediocre in Division Two, and they turned into a power in FCS. They were. He was South Dakota State was. You know, they'd finish fifth most years in the North Central. They'd be North Central, the old North Central, yeah. Yeah, man, Cato beat him as often as not. And, uh, and uh, you know, they they decided to pump money into this Division One effort. And uh, they've had really good women's basketball, pretty good men's basketball. And uh, and uh, they, it, they really made a commitment to athletics and uh they got a field house down there, brand new field house. I think it's 330 yards or something. The oh, wow. Track, the track is like they're 300 yards. They got they got this track that people come, they have meets from all over the world coming in, the nation coming in there and uh, amazing facilities. And uh, yeah, they kicked the hell out of them. But uh, you're right. As far as getting somebody to watch it, uh, it's, you know, why they did it, I, I have no idea. Why didn't they play it on Saturday? I exactly. Don't know. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I, I guess know. they still would have been head-to-head with NFL this uh, this yeah, time of year. But... Still, but it had to be ESPN telling them when to play, right? That yeah, I would think play. so. <laughs> but South Dakota State is uh, – that FCS is – I wrote a piece on it, and other people are bringing it to – FCS is now – all those Southern teams, the good ones, James Madison and all those have gone up to – uh, Division One. I, I mean, the uh, uh, FB World Championship. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, A, and uh, you know, the it's pretty much the Dakotas and Montana's and a couple other schools that are the uh, powerhouses now. Sam Houston has left a bunch right. of teams have left. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I would think North Dakota. I think North Dakota State and South Dakota State will probably both end up in the Mountain West in about two three years. So wow. because the Mountain West is going <laughs> to Mountain West is going to lose San Diego. They're going to lose maybe Fresno to the Pac-12. Pac-12. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think the Pac-12 wants Fresno, but I think the California 
the uh, you know that there, there's pressure to because of the leaving Cal hanging like they left them with UCLA leaving it's uh, UCLA and USC yeah <clears throat> of the other team but they're probably going to take Vegas too is uh, because <laughs> uh, even though they got rotten football I think they figure if they get them in the Pac-12 they got all a dynamic town and maybe they can build up their football program. But anyway, that's, I, I got to think North Dakota state and South Dakota state are on the radar for, um, for the uh, mountain West. I would think so. <clears throat> Patrick, a couple more things before we go. Number one, um, it's January 9th. And I, I guess I didn't check in the last 30 minutes, but Carlos Correa is still not officially signed anywhere. Uh, the Mets, have some of the same questions that the Giants have. It's been like three weeks since yeah, that's they been. agreed. Boris, Boris usually waits. Boris, I said this about the <clears throat> Twins when they were making that offer. I said, if if he doesn't find anything better, Boris is going to wait till the end of February. He's uh, He makes you wait. He always waits for what he wants, but he's in a bad predicament here with this guy. Cause obviously, you know, the giants are now off the hook because they, you know, everybody thought, well, they made this thing up cause they got cold feet. There's something there. I don't know yeah. what it is. I mean, he supposedly it goes back to when he signed, right. When he was 19 or something. I'll go, I think it goes back to the slide he had <clears throat> in, in that 2014, I guess, when he <clears throat> heard his, heard himself sliding into second for that stolen base. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it goes back to when he's pretty young for sure. Well, and the, the the physical that the Twins gave him at the end of the season, he passed uh, apparently pretty well, but that wasn't the thorough, I'm going to give you $300 million physical <laughs> right. where they, they run you through the MRI machine three times or something. So, yeah, who knows what the hell's going to, what's he going to do? Is he going to call the Twins again, uh, Boris, and say, uh uh, let me uh you want him for one year that's what they that's what they did last year you want him for one more year 36 million i don't know it's it's a weird deal but i'm sure there's a lot of people in baseball happy to see uh boris getting a little bit of his come up once but i'll never bet against him i'll no. never bet against him he's he usually gets what he wants but it's uh it's a weird deal to say the least if he comes in uh, as I said, if he if he comes back and has to kind of take a consolation deal and it ends up back here, yeah. <clears throat> uh, as often as he jogs the first base now, how how much is he going to jog the first base when he doesn't think he got what he deserved? So, by the way, I don't think it was a coincidence either that Raphael Deaver's contract was three thirty one. Yeah, wasn't wasn't. Correa is supposed to be three thirty with the Mets. I think or, Mets was no, Mets. The, the Mets was three fifteen, but yeah, okay. it was yeah. more than that for the sure. Giants deal was three thirty, right? Was Giants deal was three. Giants deal was three fifty, but oh, it was right okay. in the middle there. Right. But yeah, I thought that three thirty one was. I thought there was a three thirty oh. figure floating around. So, Dave Devers, uh, Devers got three thirty one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's you know that Bowden who. You know, John Heyman is, you know, out there all the time saying the Twins are the mystery team. Well, how can right. they be the mystery team? They were, you know, they knew the offer They're was the current team. team. Yeah, <laughs> we know but, they made an uh, offer. Yeah. If John Heyman's saying something about the Twins, he's getting it from Thad Levine. So they were their buddies. So that's, uh, you got you got to follow the source there. Yes. 
I don't know. I don't know what the what what to tell you. <laughs> it's, it's the damnest thing of all time. It's really crazy. Hey, let's uh let's mention our gopher hoopers here. I was uh, gonna yeah, I was gonna say that. How how far off the radar are they to you? Because oh, I, I they man, barely I, register I, for me these days. I had I was I was going to the game on the other morning and I had a semi calamity take, so I ended up uh having nothing major, but I uh had to watch it at home. But and they actually had some noise there, and Probus was uh pumping up that the crowd was pretty good. And they announced 10,900, which means they might have had 8,000 in there. But Marcus's story uh on Saturday was stunning 3,300, 3,100 people a game, yeah. scan tickets, <laughs> yeah. scan tickets. You knew there were some horrible crowds in there, but 3,100. Going to the games in the non-conference. Listen, it is uh, this is dereliction of duty that you're bringing in Pine Bluff and all these other jackass teams when you could be playing South Dakota State, South Dakota, and St. Thomas and drawing ten thousand people. It's what difference does it make if they beat you? If right. they beat you, you aren't good and you aren't going to compete in the Big Ten, which is all that matters. Yes. All that matters. It doesn't matter if you lose to St. Thomas or you lose to Western Michigan or somebody. It doesn't matter. It draws some people. What is wrong with you idiots? You know, you got you got North Dakota, you got North Dakota State, you got South Dakota, you got South Dakota State, you got a Northern Iowa, you got them right next to you. Right. You got, now you got St. Thomas. Play some of those regional teams so you can draw some people. Instead, they're giving 67, 60, 70,000 of these nothing teams to show up that nobody wants to watch. How often do they have to hit you over the head that the public doesn't want to come and watch Alcorn A&M? which, by the way, never shows up, by the way. Last year, it was, that's two years in a row, they failed to show up. But what the hell's wrong with these? You know, play a skit. When you go to a game, Mike, and there's 3,100 people there, you feel like an idiot for being there. Yes, you, you feel, say, it. You feel it when get, you're there, yep. Yeah, you always say, why am I here? Why am I here? Nobody else is here. I'm, you know, they're going to be laughing at you in the neighborhood if you tell them you went to a gopher game <laughs> why are you here if there's three thousand people there you're depressed to be there so you know that's uh you know you got to do something here now that said they did play a little better on against nebraska i mean they 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 looked for long minutes like they had a half an idea what they were doing they did uh, end up uh, getting beat again. And yes. that one kid from Nebraska was too tough for him, uh, Walker. But, uh, you know, I I don't think they're going to go winless. But they're going to have a hard time equaling last year's 4-16 and 16 record, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's, I mean, that's obviously, you know, you can say who they play, whatever. I mean, people are yeah. going to start showing up when they win more than anything else but yeah but, it, they're, they're, they're just they're way off my radar i don't even think about oh I gotta, I gotta watch this game even the big 10 games they're just they're not there for me right now because i'm just not interested and here's the other thing it's all you know you hear that i i like to check gopher holes when disasters are occurring yes and see what they're see what they're saying and they're thinking this is all about the rebuild well i got news for you 
the fifth year guy from Dartmouth, Samuels, played 30 minutes and Carrington played eight. So they're desperate. They're desperate to win a game, right? Yes. And they're, they're desperate yes. to win a game. So Carrington, who a lot of us thought was the best freshman they were bringing in, is, uh, you know, you, you really got him is. sitting there. Yeah. And, of course, every time a kid who had a good reputation isn't playing in this era, Mike, mm-hmm. you'll immediately Portal. say, where's he going to be next year? Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. you know I, I don't know anything about him. I'm not no. making anything. But, you know, somebody in the family is aware. Here's modern, modern parent in sports yes the number one example of that we have now is reina oh reina, yeah the u.s Brad soccer story that is an, that is an amazing story yes out a coach who was you know by all accounts most people think he's doing a good job berthaler ratting out a guy that for something he did in a mutual incident with his current wife 31 years ago, 31 years ago, you bring that up because you're pouting because the guy, because Berthaler said, said when, when asked, well, the kid wasn't playing, he said something critical, right? Yes. Now we have to have this fantastic investigation 31 years later because some parent is pouting. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like a it feels like a youth story more than it does yeah, a it does. It does. national team story. It's it's very uh, it's very uh, yeah. But there's there's probably elements inside U.S. soccer, USA soccer that don't like the guy. Too. Of course, so, yeah. There's always uh, factions and all yeah. these things and money. Talk and... about a whining fan base. Soccer's pretty damn yes. good. They they're pretty good about it. So so well well. <laughs> We'll see. Anyway, if, uh... bring on the Giants. I, uh, <laughs> it, take my word for it. You would rather be playing the Packers this weekend than the Giants. Well, we'll see. You've been right about the Packers all year, although you can't be more right about them because they're not playing. But uh, we'll see about uh, we'll see about this next week. We'll have plenty to talk about next Monday. We'll have plenty to talk about the rest of this week. Patrick, enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Mike. Thank you.